Okay, everyone, welcome to the shir. Welcome to the Chalban shir. Uh, I wanted to give a few introductory remarks, and then we're going to jump in. We're going to learn the Hakdama of the Sefer today. Uh, I wanted to speak a little bit about who the Chalban was and talk about why I wanted to learn the Sefer and also talk about a, uh, what we're going to be learning about. And in the end, we'll have a Parsha connection. Parsha connection. I also want to say that this is a momentous occasion for me. This is a milestone. Why? Because we made Aliyah uh, a little bit over a year ago. And this is the first real shear that I'm giving since coming here. In the States, I gave shear regularly. And I feel that's a milestone because it shows that, like, Hashem has been good to me and my life is feeling more settled after the year of settling the family. And I could start giving shirim again. I'm going to be starting another shir uh, in the Sefer Chai HaNefesh, which is a heavy breast of Sefer, where he goes through the Nefesh Chaim and shows, answers up the questions that maybe a tzaddik is an intermediary, maybe it's a Vodazara, what is a tzaddik, all those things. That's not for now. Uh, it's a Sefer written by Rev. Gedalia Kenig, who's a, who's a big wrestler, Gadol, and uh, he's one of the Gadol Leador at the time. But, uh, so we have this shear starting, the Chalban, and this is an intro, we'll talk a little bit about who the Chalban was, and we'll, then we'll kind of jump in. So the Chalban was Harav Chaim HaKohen Farahi, I think that was his last name, and uh, he was known as the Chalban, the milkman. He was an unusual tzaddik. He passed away in 2019. So I was saying even before this year, my Sefer says, Rav Chaim Kohen Shlita, you know, because he was still alive then. And they, uh, he was, he was, they say he was one of, I heard that he was one of Lama of Tzadikim. He didn't have a beard. He wore a cap. He lived right outside Tel Aviv, maybe in Petach Tikva. And uh, he knew everything. You were going to see that he knew everything. This is just one Sefer of his. He has many, many Svarim. And they, uh, is all in Panimia Satora, from the Arizal, the Zohar, uh, the Vilna Gon, the Gra, the Ramchal, Rav Kook, Rabbi Nachman. He was, he was everywhere, <laughs> you know? And he was an unusual character. If you Google pictures of him, you see he didn't have a beard, he wore a cap. He looked kind of just like a regular clean-shaven old man. And, uh, but there are many, many stories, many, many moftim, many miracles about uh, everything that he did, you know? Uh, this is also a very heavy Eretz Yisrael Sefer. So, like, I remember I learned this Sefer, I think, for the first time, close to 10 years ago. And uh, I learned it, and, like, my neshama was jumping out of my skin. Why? Because, uh, as you guys know, I have probably around 1,000 classes in, on Nach, for my Nach daily. And uh, it was the first Sefer that I saw that was able to put together all the nevuas from Nach. <laughs> All the Nevu is that we see, one day this is going to happen, one day that's going to happen. And what he really does is he paints a comprehensive picture, uh, not only from Nach, but he draws from, like we were saying, Rav Kook and the Vilna Gon and the Ramchal and Rabbi Nachman and the Zohar. All, he creates a comprehensive picture of what does it mean to be living nowadays in this time period that we're in? What does it mean to be living, to have Eretz Yisrael? What's Gullis and Geula? And all the practical ramifications of that. What does that mean for our self-worth? What does that mean for Avodah Hashem? What does that mean for Chinuch? What does that mean for Shalom Bayis? We're living in this unique, unique time period. And for us in Eretz Yisrael, 
what does that mean for us here? Is it just enough that we're here? Right? And he draws from everywhere in order to, in order to show this really what we're doing. There's also going to be a text-based class. So we're going to be going through the Sefer. And we'll be adding Ha'aras along the way. And I would say, without any further ado, without any further ado, we're going to jump in. So I photocopy for everyone the introduction. We're going to learn the introduction. And you'll see, if I can just show you over here, we're going to see how, like, the, page, the, the chapters aren't long, right? So here's, like, one chapter. It's like this, you know? They're more like ketas, almost. They're more like a few paragraphs at a time. The introduction is a little bit longer. Uh, the Chaban himself didn't actually write these svarim. It was a Talmud of his who wrote the svarim. And uh, he read them afterwards, as far as I understand. And, you know, made corrections annotated, you know, he made sure that it was to, that it was to his liking. So a, uh, without any further ado, let's go to the introduction. And I'm excited about this. This is amazing. This safer changed my life. It really, again, it's, it's one of these big pictures for him, you know, and there are all sorts of things that we hear about our Chisarov and Bavgalas and Geula and a lot of it seems far and we're like, oh, this is that and we try to put it together but he did all the work for us and he put together a comprehensive picture and he brings amazing, amazing chazals about Gullis and Gula and like what that means. So it's a panemia satora, safer, and that's exciting to me. So let's just jump right in right now in the Hakdam over here. Hakdam is a little longer than the regular paragraphs, but we'll go through and we'll skip a little bit also. Uh, the, he himself wrote the Hakdam, as you'll see at the end, he signed it by his name, uh, Chaim Ezra HaKohen known as the Chalban, right? So he, he signed it himself. So this he actually wrote. Kumi Uri, Kumi Uri, Kiva Orech Kovod Hashem Alayich Zarach. Welcome, Yaakov Meir. We're just getting started. Boom. It's preamble. Preamble. We did the preamble. Okay. Here, it's the next one. Okay. Kumi Uri, Kiva Orech Kovod Hashem Alayich Zarach. Kumi Ori, right, this is the famous Pasuk, right, we say this during the Chadodi. I believe it was said by the great Yeshaya Hanavi. It says, Kumi Ori, welcome, take a seat. Yeshaya. Jordan, for regards to my Yoni Sivak. Oh, Yoni Sivak, cool. Okay. Kumi Ori, Kiva Orech, Kumi Ori, get up and awaken, Kiva Orech, because has come the day, Ukvod Hashem when the glory of Hashem is shining. Hanavua Hagadola Hazu, right, end quote. Now the Chaban's picking up. Hanavua Hagadola Hazu, Asher Nichtov Laachris Hayamim. This great Navua that was said about the end of days, which is the time period we're living in, Milamedes Otanu, Kigam Keshaba Or Hagula, it teaches us that even when the light of redemption comes, Veniftahu Shari Shamayim, and the gates of heaven are open, Adayin Sricha Knisa Yisrael Leziras. We still need. Knesset Yisrael, we still need to be Mazaris. Lekriya mevaseret tov ha'omarasla kumi uri with this great call that calls upon us. Kumi uri, get up, awaken. Kumi kiva orech, because has come the day. Uravu rabos sovavos saviv tzir zel orech Yisrael 
lehichun lekras ha'or hazarech aleinu. And there are many nevuahs like this that call upon us to awaken. Right? So at the end of days, this passage says, awaken, arouse in ourselves, that even at the end of days, we're still going to be, uh, we're going to have to awaken ourselves, arouse ourselves, give ourselves chizuk. It's not enough just the end of the days. Galus Yisrael harikim misa. The exile, the galus of Yisrael is like death. Tir damas kolkach amuka. It's a deep slumber. Ad shegam be'esasher yaketz haketz. So even at the time when the end begins to arouse, begins to awaken, the orat elyonim yimachshu aleinu, and great heavenly lights are drawn upon us. Adayin srichan anu le'oso ziras, kriyas kodesh nimaretas. Right. So even so, at the end of days, even though because galus is considered death, we still need to. And he's going to bring many proofs for this. He's going to bring amazing things we're going to see from Vilna Gaon uh, and from his Sefer Ditsniyasa, from his Paris. He, he brings it early in the Sefer. It's like amazing stuff. Uh, how Gullus is considered death and we're in the rebuilding stages now. It's amazing. So he says, uh, so even at the end, when the end is upon us, we still need to awaken to the holy call. Uri, Uri, Livshei Uzech, Tzion, Livshei Bigdeg, Tefartech, Yushlaim, Erekodesh. Waken, waken, Livshei Uzech, Tzion. Right, wear your strength, Tzion. Livshei Bigdeg, Tefartech, Yushlaim, Erekodesh. Right, that Yushalayim, right, it's like awaken to who you really are. Like when you step into who you really are, when you step into your destiny, it's like you're putting on your begotten. Right, so he's saying to Tzion, to Yushalayim, right, awaken to who you really are, wear your clothing, show who you really are. It's like the whole world's looking at us. We're the spiritual superpowers of the world. We're the consciousness of the world. And the whole world is looking at us like, give us an answer. Step into who you really are. Superman suit. Superman suit. Don't just, ah, this, that, you know. Wear your strength, right? Lift shoes, Yisrael. Hisnari ma'afar kumi. Right, get up from the dirt, Shvi Yerushalayim, return to Yerushalayim, Hitpachti Mosrei Tzavarech, Shivya Batzion, and shake the shackles from your neck. Right, the, it's like the, uh, the collar from your neck, but it's like the cows wore like a yoke. thing, a yoke, right? Remove the yoke from our necks, right? It's upon us nowadays for each and every one of us and all of Am Yisrael to show our strength, to show our strength not only not only with the sword, but with the sitter. <laughs> the sitter and the sword, the sword and the sitter. They're evolving, they're evolving two uh, things, you know, but it's on us to step into who we really are and to meet our destiny. And the whole world wants an answer from us. They don't want to hear the Holocaust. They want to hear, here we are in Archisrael. Here we are back with our strength. Here's Yushalayim. Yushalayim Rekodesh, here we are in Ramat Beit Shemesh. Look at these beautiful buildings. Svarim Sifriya, you know, it's it's all part of the Gula. It's all part of the thing. Davra Melech Ruach Apenu Afiant Kufa Zu the Amar. Davra Melech really characterized this Kufa, and he said, Shir Hamalos Peshuv Hashem Es Shiva Sion Hayinu Kechomim. Right, that when Shir Hamalos, I don't know exactly how you translate that. Right, a song of ascent. A song of ascent. Es Shiva Sion. When Hashem returns at the time period of Shiva Sion, Hayinu Kechomu will be like dreamers. Cholom ze einenu rak begalus. This cholom is not only in galus. Right? This dream that we had, we had for 2,000 years in order to return to our land. 
Lechonin Mikdash Vikadash to prepare the Mikdash and its vessels. Ela Fibu Beesa Geula, even at the times of the Geula, Veshuv Hashem as Shion, Gam Az Hayinu Kechomu. Right, so he's, let me finish the paragraph. Mamshich and Lifkosh as Haosir Hagodo Rak Becholom, Afshuhu Kfar Mimashmesh Uba Metzios. So he's bringing all these Psukim to show that even at the times when we return to Eretz Yisrael, right, we're still going to have a dream of Geula, right? It's not enough that we're here, which is amazing, but what are we doing here? And how do we make sense out of being here? And what's our avoda? And how does that, what are the practical ramifications of that? So that's what he's saying. Beshuv Hashem Eshivasion, right? At the time when we return, Hayinu Kechomen, we'll still be like dreamers. We will still be in that state of dreaming, longing for the redemption, even though we're already in Eretz Yisrael. And this is what he's, just to connect to the previous paragraph, this is what he's saying, like, that Gullus, he's going to go further into this in the Sefer, but Gullus is like, is like death, right? And we're all living in the illusion of this world. And that's the Hayinu Kechoma I say in my practice. A lot of times I talk about uh, some people have nightmares where they're living in a nightmare and it feels real. And some people have day, daymares, right? They're living in a nightmare while they're still awake. You know, all the trauma and everything that people have gone through. It's like, it's like you have to wake up from the daymare. <laughs> you know, you have to wake up and see past the illusion of this world. Wake up from the dream. Hayinu kichom. And what does it mean that we'll be like dreamers? Le'itim gedulas hasha kol adira. There are times when the greatness of the moment is so strong. Kol kach built in the tefesas. Achi mahames mahamemet et hanefesh. There are times where it's so strong that until the nefesh gets astounded. Right, it's like, it's like, you think, oh my God, I'm in a dream. It's not actually happening. And the Navi gets up and says, right, This is not actually the Pasuk shout in the Pasuk. Right? The Navi gets up and says, get up and sing Shochnei Afar the people that are in dirt, right? So that's the homiletic drush of it. The Pashib shot of this Pasuk uh, is really talking about Tchiyas HaMesim, right? It says Hikitsu, which is the name of the Sefer, right? Hikitsu Veranana, right? Who says this Pasuk is not the... Uh, this is again from the great Navi. Uh, I want to say Hikitsu Veranana Shochnefer is from Yeshaya, but it could be from Yecheskel, right? Uh, that they talk about the Tchiyas HaMesim that's going to be at the end of the days, it says, Bila lamavis netzach, all death is going to end forever. Right? That the, the people from the dirt, the dead bodies, <laughs> are going to get up uh, from the ground. And this has to do with what we're going to go into more detail later about. Ezekiel chapter 37, uh, the, tra- the prophecy of the Atzamas uh, Yavashas, of the dry bones. And we're going we're gonna to get to all these things. It's amazing that the dry bones, the dead bones come back to life as one, and they've come alive. And this is all the preamble, the introduction, but we're going to talk about all these things at length and in depth. And again, not just in concept, but it's practical ramifications, like what that means for us. Kumu likros haor, get up and see the, and greet the light. Rumumu datchem, and lift up your, right, there's that Moshav band song, it goes, lift up your head, child, right, lift up your heads. <laughs> hey, uh, 
Himlo oz ruach vemunas uman, kitsrichum otanu lishatef atzmachem lishazu. Right, he's showing that even though we're here, there's, we need to participate in the process. Lis ore milamata, to arouse ourselves from below. Lahachen es kli hasaga, shiyotsium ha koachopo es haor hagodo hazro ba omekasha. We need to prepare our, we need to harness the powers of our understanding in order to bring from potential to fruition this great light that's shining upon us at this time. That's now, it's not one, some theoretical day. Right now, in this very moment, this great light is shining. And we need to harness the power of our understanding, we need to harness the power of our das in order to really receive from the amazing light that's coming down at this time. And continuing in sleep and this deep, this deep sleeping of consciousness brings to Rifyon Yadayim, but Malachas Hakodesh brings to a lackadaisicalness towards uh, holy things. It holds back the light from being revealed in an external way. And it gets surrounds with pains and with ropes. That prevents us from pushing further and really reaching our true destinies and really stepping into our deeper nature. The Torah of secrets, the Raze Olam, the secrets of the world, the Panimius Torah. It opens up our eyes to go out from our narrow look at this world, our constricted consciousness, from small-mindedness, that keeps us sitting in our dream, keeps us sitting in our low state of mind. And the secrets of the Torah help us gives us clarity, it gives us expanded states of consciousness, it gives us depth, a certain way to look at our generation and everything that's happening within it. And it sheds light on all the happen- happenings that happened in previous generations, and the, the things that we succeeded in, and the brokenness that has happened. Right? It shows on the greatness of the shamar of, of the soul and the power of its surroundings. And it clarifies with tremendous clarity how all the things that happened in our generation in general and down to the very specific. It's all surrounded one, one truth and one foundation. What's the everything that's happened to us in all the generations and everything that's happening to us now at large in the world, including Kanye and his remarks, and in specific in our very lives, they're all built on one thing, Awakening to Geula. Yakitsu Mishinas Hagalas. To wake us from our state of mind. That's Gullus, our Gullus state of mind. Our low level, our bad moods. 
El Or Hashchina to the light of the Shechina, Kishefa Hakadosh, Umezumelanu Minashamayim, Meesa Vinu Ra'ena Lahoshio, Es Amo Ulavarech Es Nachlaso. It's to everything the Pnimiya Satora awakens us to the Shefa Hakadosh, this holy divine energy, Mezumelanu Minashamayim, that was prepared for us in heavens from Meesa Vinu Ra'enu, from our Father, our Shepherd, Lahoshias Amu Ulavarech Es Nachlaso. To save our nation, Ulavarach Esnachlaso, and to bless our nation. See, they're very strong words, right? Even, even reading these words, it gives you, it, it, it awakens you up. That all the world's events and everything that's happening from day one, from Adam Arisha, is for one thing to awake us to Gula. And what does that mean? Right? It means we're going to get into what this means, right? But, you know, that our life and the history of the world, it's not random. Right? And when we look at the world, Rabbi Nachman speaks a great deal about this, and Rav Kook talks about this also in, what's that safer called? That, that Rav Kook safer is not coming to mind right now. Eidar no, Yakar, right? Eidar Yakar. Where he talks about, Rav Nachman Ramesh spoke about this in Tover Beis, in uh, the second Chelek in Lekut Maran, about the, seeing the Echad and the Pu'ulas HaMashanas. That's seeing the oneness behind the multiplicity of creation. And that in our world, we see things that look mechulak. It looks like it's kind of random, and this doesn't make sense, and that doesn't make sense. But there is one thing that's driving all the world events and everything that happens, and that's the Sot of Geula. That's redemption, right? That Hashem is constantly, right? When you look at the world in Chitzonius, it looks like the world's getting worse. <laughs> right? It looks like there's China and there's COVID. I mean, that's kind of on the wraps for now. And there's this election and there's that election. When you look at the world, it looks like the world's falling apart. But when you look at the world through the lenses of Panimia Satora, you see that the world is actually moving forward. The world's advancing. Because there's one thing that includes all the happenings of the world, and that's the Sod HaGa'ula. That's the secret of redemption. Right, I once heard in the name of the Chafetz Chaim that the last Animamin of Tchiyas HaMesim is the most important one. Why? Because with what that includes is not only does it include all the other Animamins, right? If you believe in Tchiyas HaMesim, that means you believe in the previous ones of it, the Torah of Moshe and all the Nevulas and, and Hashem is one. But it also shows that Hashem is moving the world towards Geula, right? That all the happenings in the world, that everything that you read in the newspaper and everything, Right, even all the tragedies, it's all part of the bigger picture of redemption. It's all part of the big, bigger picture of Gula. And it takes the Panimiya Torah, it takes learning the secrets of the Torah, it takes learning the great Sadiqim, the Gra, the Ramchal, Rabbi Nachman, Rav Kook, the Zohar. It takes a certain look at the world that when we understand that look, we could look at the world the same way. And what does that mean, practically? More practically, what does that mean? It's like, if I take on your thinking, so now I think like you. I see the world like you. It's like, uh, it's like I work with parents all the time. I work as a therapist. And a lot of times it's like, kid, parents try to get their kids out of their bad moods. So what do they do? They try to coax them and talk them. And, oh, you, 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 and try to convince them not to be in a good mood. But what happens? The parent ends up in a bad mood themselves also. And they wind up fighting with their kid. Why? Because now that you lowered yourself to your kid, you took on your kid's thinking. So now the world looks like the way it looks like to your kid. So you take on your kid's thinking, now you feel like your kid, right? So it's when you take on the das of something, right? 
when you take on, you start understanding something and you take on a certain way of thinking that gets funneled down to you through the great tzaddikim, you now start seeing the world through panemius and not through chitzonius. You take on that mahabit, that glance, that look, that way of looking at things and it changes all areas of your life. It doesn't only go from the physical location of diaspora to Eretz Yisrael, which is one shlav in the gula, as we're, as we're going to see, but it's ultimate, the gula is, that the world will be filled with the das, will have godly thinking, right? That will so, like he's saying, like the gullus is like a deep sleep, it's like misa, right? But when you pour in the das elyon, the das of Hashem, right? So then you have God mind. When you have God mind, you see the oneness of creation. You see the echad behind everything, right? And then you see how everything is happening. It's like I look around Eretz Yisrael and it's so meaningful for me living here because you see Geula everywhere. You see like, even this built, like I was saying, this building, right? The Navi Yeshaya says, one day they're gonna come back and build Eretz Yisrael with nicer, with precious stones. These tiles, right? Like these are precious stones, nicer than it ever was. Right, Hisnari Mafrakumi, right? This is what it's saying in the beginning over here. It's like Livshi Livshi Big wear your clothing of splendor. Right? It's the tiles, it's it's the tables, it's the chairs, right? So it's an amazing, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And through learning Panimia Satora, so that gives a person it, it takes you no longer from Gullus mentality. It takes you to Geula mentality. It make, takes you not from a static reality where everything in your reality remains the same, but it takes you to a reality of where everything is changing and the potential and the hope and the energy and the chiyas that a person gets from that is, it's mamish Geuladik. And here we are in Eretz Yisrael, it's like, it's all happening. You know, it's like the, the Shefa Elyon is, is pouring into us, but we remain in many ways in tunnel vision. We remain disconnected from that, you know? Any, uh, any, any thoughts for now? We're going to read more, but any, any thoughts? Any? Not me, I'm always connected. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just thinking before you said, <laughs> like, that's the Tzadik versus the Tzadikach. They get that tzastatzad. It's almost like being receiving a zera from man to woman. Kibiyachol and it takes on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. That eats up and it becomes part of your whole psyche. That's right. Was that in Torah Beis or Torah Zion? Oh, Zion, Zion, Zion. <clears throat> in Torah Zion, Lekutim Aram, just to explain that, he says about how getting advice from someone is eitzah is like receiving their das, and there's good advice and there's bad advice, right? Good advice it comes from like the the eitzachaim. It comes from a very pure holy place, it comes from pure das, and bad advice is, comes from uh, the nachash, the nachash akadmon, the primordial snake, uh, that was there, right? So when you take bad advice, it's like, it says, v'hasiyani, Chava said that the nachash impregnated Hashiyani. me, impregnated me with what? Hashiyani. right, that the nachash impregnated me. Rabbi Nachman learns that's talking about uh, bad advice, bad wisdom, bad das. Right? So through elevating the mind, through elevating the mind, that, a, uh, that lifts up the whole person. And that's obvious, right? And this should also be obvious to everyone, right? It's not just about your punitive, small-minded thoughts that you have, right? 
It's like our mind is not just electrons and neutrons firing away. Bing, 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 bing. Like if you could touch your brain, would you be touching your thoughts? Nope. Nope. Right? The answer is obvious. No, right? You would not be touching your thoughts, right? If I take out all the thoughts in your head uh, and put them in this room, how much room would they take up? What's up? None. They wouldn't take up any room. You can't touch thoughts. They're invisible. Yeah, well, really, there'd be like zillions of them zigzagging across the. Well, that's the thing that our mind, speaking. our mind is ruthless. Inf- Even physically speaking, if physically speaking, you can't touch your thoughts, right. right? They're not just the impulses that come to you, right? Like, that is the das, right? That our mind is a spiritual power, right? It, it, it's totally ruthless. The whole thing, and like when we learn from the great tzaddikim. Right, when we learn the, the tzaddikim that we're giving das, giving big picture wisdom and giving consciousness out to the people, so then our consciousness shifts, it's something shifts in our mind. And, it, and something shifts in our mind, and then that's what I was trying to say before, like taking on other people's thinking, right? Something shifts in our mind, and we receive greaterness from the great spirituality, we receive great ruchniyas. Can I shift in our head? Is it okay? What? So I'm not sure if this was in the series about the pre-Tzaddiks. They don't agree with them. The reason why Moshe Rabbeinu was died and buried at the border of Eretz Israel, have you heard of this before? Mm. Is that Moshe Rabbeinu represented pure Das in its absolute form. Yeah. And that uh, opposite Eretz Israel was Shittim. Right, so yeah, that right, Shittim. Yeah. So, so Shittim means, comes from the word Shtus. And the, they said the Gomorrah tells us that the only thing that person, the person that he sins because of Ruach Shtus. So therefore, Eretz Yisrael needs to be protected from Rosh Tus. So Moshe Rabbeinu is buried on the boundary of Eretz Yisrael to stop Shtus from Rosh Tus from affecting Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> so there's a certain sense, there's like sort of energy of, of Da'as that comes across the border. That's that, like a shield. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's, uh, that's amazing. So you're saying that the idea is to plug into yeah. Da'as as opposed to the, there's a lot of Shtuyot and the Shtus and to sort of plug into the Da'as, which is, which is the Da'as of Hashem, and then that would be impacted in Eretz Yisrael and to... Yeah, yeah. Like the, the term, it's funny, I always think about this. It's like amazing, like in the uh, Sifre Hasidus, and the, they call it, you know, Mochin the Katniss and Mochin the Godless, right? Uh, but in English, if you translate that, it comes out to be, I just like these terms better, you know, like uh, small mind and big mind. You know, like we're living in our small mindedness. Sounds like petty versus not petty as opposed to the Hebrew word. Well, that, like, as in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, it's Katniss. Katniss. Yeah, Katniss. So yeah, if you translate to English, it's like more like, it's more small-minded, actually. Small-minded, when yeah. You do it, the Hebrew translation gives you a bigger... But I like the English terms better. You oh, know? you do? Yeah, I like I the English... No, no. I to grow up with that, maybe. Well, maybe, maybe, it's maybe. something about the English language. It's like your native tongue, you know? But like small-minded, like we understand that. Like we could live in small-mindedness. That's the tirdama. That's the slumber. That's the daymares that we're in, you know? We have a small mind in this thing. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. How's it? Right? It's like a small mindedness. It's, it's, a, it's a low level of consciousness, you know? But then you have big mind, Mokhan the godless. It's like expanded look on life, right? And when you have this expanded look on life, right? Because the das is elevated. So then you wake up from kalos, right? You, you step into who you. I like to think of it as like, you really live your life, right? You own your life. You know, like when a person sees life, you know, we spend so much time thinking about someone else or something else or 
other people's lives. Right? If we would live with Mochen the godless, if we would have big mind, like we would fully inhabit our lives, we'd fully inhabit our bodies, we'd fully embrace the challenges and the struggles that we have, but in a certain way, we're in constricted conscious, not like, I like to think of it as like, we're not inhabiting our own bodies even. You know, even I work with people and like they're totally, people have traumas and different things in life and they're disassociated from, you know, in major ways, it's like their spirit's hovering above them. You know, they're totally not grounded and rooted in themselves. But when a person is rooted in themselves, and I like to think as like your spirit filling your body, like when you're rooted in yourself and you own your life, you say, yes, this is my life. This is the best life that I could possibly have. This life is custom tailored and made for me (laughs) and not anyone else. My wife, my neighborhood, my financial situation, my struggles, right? My kids, my community, right? And like just really owning it, you know, really, you know, that's the das, you know, that's the das of, we're gonna, again, we're gonna develop all these ideas very much so throughout the Sefer, but that's the das of, of Gula. You know, that's the das of Gula. Okay, right there. Do you have to go, Sammy? Are you doing okay? You're okay. You're good? Hameshavrim meshivrei godless heim chevle leda. Godless chevle leda, right? When you break the, uh, and you go to godless, right? When you go to the next step, there's the birth, birthing pains. Hashi'ifot hakadoshot hachiviyot beomek hanishamos. Right, all these, these are hard words over here, but you got it? We're at the bottom of the page. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, the desire for holiness from the depths of our souls. Right? Going from level to level. This deep look on life. This deep appreciation. This deep understanding of life. It calls a person. It's calling out to, to bigness. Havu godol lelokenim, umimenu baot baos etzos sharashios umahotios hamotios lerefuas hatcholim shebedor. And from this great calling, from this great shifas elakodesh, this great rutzon, this great desire that we all have, comes of it very, very fundamental, fundamental things for life, healing for all the sickness. You know, it's like. You hear something in the news, you're like, oh man, that's sick. Not in a good way. My kids are like, oh, that's sick, you know? Like, oh my God, that's like sick. Like, that's disgusting, you know? Like, ugh. And like, the whole world needs healing. The whole world needs to understand this. What we're going to be learning is for the whole world. That Am Yisrael, we need to lift up our horns. We need to step into our true identity. Now he's going to quote from the Zohar. Right? And in the future, when Klal Yisrael is going to taste from the Eitz HaChayim, from the Tree of Life, not from the Eitz HaDas, and what's that Eitz HaChayim? The Eitz is the Sefer HaZohar. 
Yafkin bay min galusa berachme. They're going to go out from galusa, from galus, with compassion. Right? This is a famous quote. Rabbi Nachman starts. How can prologue. the Zohar say that? I mean, how can the Zohar say that? The Zohar. Because the Rashbi, he was the one bringing out the light of Geula. He was the bringing. He was teaching that he was revealing the panemius of the world. He was revealing everything. So he understood that in his Sefer Zohar contained the light of the light of Geula in it. Uh, furthermore, how could the Rashbi say that? I would say much ink has been spilt on this question, and we'll, as I mentioned in the beginning, we will be giving Shiram in the Indian of a tzaddik. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're still working on the time for it, but uh, from Sefer Chai and Efesh from Rabbi Gedalia Kenig, who wrote about what's a tzaddik and how can tzaddikim say certain things, and he goes through the Nefesh Chaim and talks about how a uh, we misunderstand it, and we think that it's being mekatrig on tzaddikim, but we're going to be learning about the Indian of tzaddikim. Like, like, just being really straight, you know, yeah. there's a lot of pushback on, on I mean, I know there's, there's like a movement of people like Rabbi Dachber, yeah. but there's, there's still a huge amount of pushback in the from world. On the Zohar on, itself? On, on, learning, on learning, huh? Sorry, on, on, on learning Zohar, and, and it's not really for me. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying yeah. it's very, very, but it's a very, very strong pushback to the extent, as I said to the Shai before, I'm publicizing this shit. I've got friends who are in a, a very sort of yeshiva shul, you know, which could, which could be bothered with these it's, it's, it's a very strong, oh, like, no, but so, what, no, it's masking, and I'm going like, what? This is a very, very strong force. It's a strong force that prevents people from moving forward because also it happens in packs. People group together, and this is our shit. And they say you can't and learn that, yeah. And that prevents. If, if this is the MS, so this is the work that's going on, that's a huge stumbling block. Because we're talking about people who are mamash, Uvdei Hashem and Halacha and Gemara, and there's lots of learning, and huge groups, and they're bringing up families, and it's huge, and it's like, it's like a block. Well, so, I, 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 I would say this, and this is a one-legged answer, but we, there's what to talk about when it comes to this, that, like, I'm just going to repeat for the recording over here, that people didn't, uh, Sammy, who's amazing, who arranged the year, people said to him, like, how can you be teaching the Chavan? You know, like, did you get Haskamas? I mean, so like, there's pushback on learning Pneumus Torah, and I think that's precisely the thing. Like, when you look at the world, the Chitonius, when you look at the world in a superficial way, so, the, so it looks like, well, how can you do that, right? And like, Rav Cook writes at length about how people don't learn Pneumus Torah, and that creates all sorts of distortions. Why, so is, why didn't people learn Pneumus Torah? There must have been a reason like people didn't do it. They're, they're taking one side. Well, Hook says that, and then another essay in, in ORS, in the same Sefer, he also gives criticism of people to learn too much uh, Nistar, that on the foundation of Nigla. The thing that people oppose that they're like focusing on one side. If he says both, then that's... I mean, that's no, true. I like... like I'm just so saying like, people yeah, are giving pushback on focusing on one side of the... I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for them. That I think yeah. there are historical reasons, but I'll tell you what the Morinayim writes. The Morinayim, he was one of the main Tamidim Bashento. He says an amazing thing. He says, uh, the Gemara in Kedushin says, Visandu of Armalu, right? Talking about marriage. That it's better a woman rather get married and then sit by yourself and be alone. Vitandu, two is better than one. So the Moranayim writes, he says, Vitandu of Armalu, it's better to take Nigla and Nister together than just to learn one by themselves. <laughs> you know, so I can't speak for other people, but. We know that the Gra wrote more on Panemia Satora than he did on Chitzoni Satora. We know that Ramban also wrote more on Panemia Satora. We know that I'm saying like you can't divorce the that you can't 
it would, it would seem to me like you have to look at the Torah in full. You can't, you can't divorce certain aspects of the Torah from the Etzim Torah itself. Huh. Maybe you know. those like 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 worries like Shabbat Sevi type things that people are using. There are historical reasons yeah. for it, you know, but uh, but Baruch Hashem we're able to learn, so uh, I can't speak to that. One quick thing: What would you say to someone? I don't know if after for a second. He says, "Well, we received a Torah Har Sinai. We learned all dinam halachos and whatever." And in his mind, and I don't know if this is true or not, so I'm asking you. He's in his mind, or especially in that world that gives resistance. In their mind, they got they got nigla Har Har Sinai. Uh, did, did the Jews that had Sinai ever snatch Yes, yes, a thousand percent. Okay, no, no, I'm just asking. I'm yeah, yeah, don't know. they yeah. did. They for sure you did. Can't, can't, but it sounds like you can't have one without the other. Right, right. Yeah. Like it doesn't, doesn't work. It's an engine without the body of the car or and vice versa. I mean, what do you want to, even the Sifra Yira, like the, uh, the uh, like Reishas Chachma, they talk about doing mitzvahs without Ava and Yira, and Ava and Yira are the wings to our mitzvahs. You know, it's like they say a story about the, and this is really tangential, they say a story about the Baal Shem Tov, that uh, Rosh Hashiva was showing off the, showing off his new base medrash uh, to the Baal Shem Tov, and he said, uh, the, the Baal Shem Tov walked in, uh, the Rosh Hashiva, the Baal Shem Tov walked in the Rosh Hashiva, and the Rosh Hashiva said, a, uh, he said, he said, oh, the Baal Shem Tov said, oh, look, this is amazing. The Baal Shem Tov said, oh, look, the shul, your shul is filled with tefillahs. And the Rosh Hashim said, oh, that's incredible. It's filled, I mean, this is Misnag de Shemai, so it's take it with a great assault. So he said, hey, uh, he said, the Rosh Hashim said, oh, that's incredible. It's filled with tefillahs. Wow. And Baal Shem said, no, no, no. They never went past the roof. They're stuck in the, <laughs> they're stuck in the thing. They didn't go to where they need to go to. And like uh, the Rosh Hashim writes, like Ave and Yira, Pnimi Satora, is the thing that gives tefillahs wings, like a bird to fly to where it needs to go to, you know? And like, you know, it's all through Panimia Satora. And here, this is one of the reasons why the Chalban, what we're learning is giving this introduction and stressing this, right? Even if you learn the, the introduction to the Leshem, of Yasha's grandfather, whoa, what he writes there about how important learning Panimia Satora is, I mean, it's not just the Hasidish versus Lipish thing, this, was, this is the Etzim Torah itself. Like if you learn the introduction to the Leshem, it's like, whoa, what he writes over there, how important it is to learn Pneumia Satora and what that does for a person and what happens when you don't learn and how Pneumia Satora is really for everyone, not just for the great tzaddikim. He writes there like, it's Kedai to learn it, you know? He writes there so stark about it, you know? Uh, we'll finish this paragraph and then, and then we'll end over here. I'm sending the recording, right? But Sefer Zohar, uh, with the Sefer Zohar, got a gala. Sefer Zohar, who asher huchem l'tzakas nishmas kodesh al ama yoshe b'tzion, no se neshama la ama leiv ruach l'holchimba. It gives a soul back to the nation. Uh, so, so uber, so where uh, we'll, we'll we'll wind down over here for today. I know we started late, a, uh, and basically, so through learning the Sefer, we're going to see. All good things. It's going to lift up our minds. It's going to bring us from Galas to Gula. It's going to explain to us everything that's happening nowadays. And we're going to be able to live with that consciousness. And just to end, just to end over here, Parsha's Lech Lecha. We'll tie it in with the Parsha, right? It says, Lech Lecha Ma'artzecha. It's all about loving Eretz Yisrael, right? To go to a Makom Hasher Areka, right? Yeah. 
goes to the makom asher areta. Hashem says, go to the place that I will show you. Right, the Ramban learns, not in the place that I will show you, but the makom asher areka, in the place <coughs> where I will make myself seen to you. That in Eretz Yisrael, we have the ability to see Hashem with greater clarity. And Rashi says, Vayaras makom, which is the makom, the place, that Hashem didn't tell him where exactly to go. Just go. Why? Because he wanted it to be chaviv. He wanted to have desire. Rashi says he didn't, Hashem wasn't logilo him, Avram, the place right away, so he should have desire for it. So even desire alone, certainly us b'nei Yisrael that get to live here, but desire alone to connect to the land, to want to love the land, to living, that's the name of the, name of the series, Living, Loving the Land. Right, which we're going to learn about living, loving the land. And I'm super excited and looking forward to this amazing, amazing leave with everyone. Chavez. Sure.